Welcome to Virtual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shaped them. My name is Andy Spateri, and as always, joined by Gooey Fame. Goo, how are you on this beautiful Friday afternoon? It is pretty beautiful. Um, I'm doing all right. Yeah, how are you? Pretty good. I'm. I actually feel kind of chipper today, and I don't really know why. That's because we're here to talk about Tomb Raider. <laughs> how could you Maybe, not? Be? Yeah, that might be it. That might be it. Um, had I was feeling pretty good. Well, maybe I shouldn't even get into that yet. Spoilers. But uh, yeah, I'm in a I'm in a good mood today. Not sure why. It's like stupid hot here still, so I'm sweating. I got uh, my neighbors in the backyard. They're having a tea party. So if you hear any uh, old ladies laughing, sorry. <laughs> maybe it's rubbing off <laughs> on you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe nothing like a good no, tea party, yeah. I guess, to get your your blood going here. Um, but yeah, we are, we are finally here to, uh, to talk about Tomb Raider and, uh, I'm pretty pumped for this. This one has felt like it's been a long time coming for whatever reason. We just couldn't get, uh, we couldn't get Tomb Raider onto the show. It kept on losing poll after poll. And like, it mm. seemed like such a big franchise yeah. and it took a while, but man, we're finally here. It always, there's all, there was always like maybe a fan favorite beating it out, but it it obviously is one where if, if you were like just grab someone and was like name video game movies like Tomb Raider would be said pretty early on. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what happened, but here we are, and it was yeah long overdue. Uh, well, I am I'm pretty fired up to talk about Tomb Raider here. Um, really quickly before we get into the movie, though, it seems like the last couple shows we've done we have just had a buttload of uh of video game news not really the uh the case this week we've got an update on kind of a video game movie um tron 3 has found its director someone to quote tolerate jared leto uh his name is garth davis did uh did you dig up any dirt on mr davis goo and see what he's oh, done in the first past? of all i love that headline it i think it feeds into my theory <laughs> i said to you about like the negative like um promotion you can get via having jared leto in your movie you know like you can mm-hmm. like you can spend you can have the news talk about how much of a like douche he is or whatever but anyway <laughs> um yeah when looking i remember i remember this movie now but the he directed um a movie called lion that came out a couple years ago i remember seeing promotion for it but i never actually saw it so i don't really yeah, I don't really know anything about this guy myself. So, um, yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody that hasn't been tainted by old, uh, old Jay Leto there. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe he'll come out uh, <laughs> uh, Joker-fied after his experience with the, the J, Mr. J himself. <laughs> I wonder if... Uh, I wonder if... Jay Leto is going to be like a, a twisted villain in Tron 3. He can't be the hero, right? No. Like, there's no like, way. Yeah, again, I think that plays into, like, you. it almost works because you don't like him, you know? Like, did you ever see... Yeah, I... Uh, uh, I think we might have talked about it. Did you ever see that movie Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise? Live, die, repeat. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know what? I saw it. And if you ask me anything <laughs> about it, I couldn't tell you other than oh, they it's, die it's over and over. It's a cool movie. Um... I think, but like it works really well in the beginning because like Tom Cruise's character is supposed to be so unlikable, and this is like this is post like jumping on the couch or whatever, like all that stuff about Tom right. Cruise, and it's like 
oh he's like scientologist or whatever so it's just like it works really well because you're just like man this guy is an asshole <laughs> you know so i feel like that jared leto almost has that like boosting him in a way where it's like he's just so at least publicly perceived as like unlikable that yeah he just get like it helps his characters almost it goes back to something we talked about in our out- outtakes about like separating the art from the artist. You know what I mean? Like he um- <laughs> he becomes the unlikable man in all his movies because that's his he persona. He has a heel on screen and off yeah, screen. He lives the gimmick. Maybe I don't know. We th- I mean the dude is it was on like a cult retreat. I, I think he definitely lives his gimmick. Yeah. Well, I mean maybe he's got a good cult. I don't know. <laughs> uh well okay we don't have anything yeah, else yeah. to talk about so like let's just let's get into it laura croft tomb raider yes here we go released on june 15th 2001 uh directed by simon west and starring angelina jolie john voigt uh ian glenn and daniel craig that is a wicked cast yes yes and you know what um first thing i want to point out about the cast is uh because i i didn't notice this at the time i had this pointed out to me but the one dude in this is also in resident evil 2 (laughs) yes yeah, uh, Ian, Ian Glenn, he's a virtual theater yeah. legend. He is, uh, he's in Resident he, Evil 2, 3, and 4. Yeah, so, okay, we ha- I think we have a new, like, guy, you know what I mean? Like, we have some just people in our canon. We've got your Leguizamos, you've got your Michelles, and I think, you know, we can adopt this guy. <laughs> I, I think we can, too. Um, I, before Resident Evil... And for anybody else out there that you may know him from this, I knew him as Jorah from Game of Thrones, which he was really okay, awesome. In. Okay. But yeah. but this dude shows up in Resident Evil and he's like this evil badass. He shows up in Tomb Raider, he's this evil badass. I was I loved him in this movie, man. I thought I actually thought that Laura Croft Tomb Raider either lived or died by the performance of like its main actors. Yeah. yeah. And I, I thought that that Ian Glenn brought it. In they this movie. all, yeah. Like they definitely elevated this movie from like, yeah. uh, a C movie. <laughs> I don't even, that C, C movie doesn't make sense, but they made it like a really fun B movie basically, you know? Yeah. Like, like I don't want to give away, uh, maybe I mean fuck it. Maybe I will. Like I I had a really good time with this movie, and like it is not it's it's not a good movie, and like you know it's not a good movie when you're watching it. But like the cast is so awesome go- in this. It movie. goes down very easy though. You know, it's like it because it, it it is a lot of just like and we've had this before where it's like it's just got kind of the same story tropes that you've seen before. So it's like nothing's surprising you, and and like they do it all right, so nothing's upsetting. But then, yeah, you've got like all these great actors having a good, like seemingly having a good time. I, I think, like they all come off as char- looks like it to charismatic. Me. Uh, I, I always, I was looking at Ian Glenn in particular, and I was thinking when I was watching this, like this dude is having a ball. He looks like he's having a blast. Uh, Daniel Craig looks like he's having fun. I mean, Angelina Jolie. Good God. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, she's, uh, this is actually probably, is this, like, the best cast of all the, like, movies we've done for, like, video game characters? You know, it it could be. I think she fits um, the, and because, obviously, like, a big, there was, like, a big appeal, and it was, like, all the marketing, a, a lot of the time for the original Tomb Raider was, like, you know, like, Laura Croft, she's, like she she kicks ass but like she's so fucking sexy dude <laughs> like that's i that's what the clearly what they're going for with angelina jolie right uh and yeah and yeah she kind of looks like her and she's just got a great yeah she's just having fun and yeah i think this is probably like one to one the best like character like casting of a video game character in the movies we've done so far like, I was thinking of what you said, and I feel like they're, I, I mean, Assassin's Creed, like, that had a really great cast, right? Like, like Fassbender, um, Mary Couture was in that. Like, that had, like, a really, like, we know that those are, like, world-class mm-hmm. actors, right? But, like, they just fell super flat. So, I if I were looking at just, like, who's in a movie, I might say... Like, is this the best cast? Like, uh, maybe, maybe not. But like, in terms of like the cast, like bringing it and having fun and like owning, you know, what they're given to work with. Like, right. I think that this could definitely be the best. Well, I yeah. also think like when I think of like, I guess with Assassin's Creed, I don't think of any protagonist protagonists at all. But you know, like, I guess when I think of Assassin's Creed, I don't like Michael Fassbender isn't you know who comes to mind. I guess so. Right. I mean, nothing Nothing will beat John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins as the Super Mario Brothers, of course. Like, that's that's the most ideal casting in any movie ever, but they came... <laughs> well, you can't forget Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia. Oh, no. Okay, I think, yeah, I think we've got some great examples. <laughs> but yeah, that, we, someday we should make, like, a best, best cast video game character, like, top ten. I think we could, I think we could come up with a pretty good list of that. I think we could. You know what? Um, this movie would undoubtedly be in the conversation, oh, yeah. which is more than we can say for a lot of movies that we've covered on this show. Yeah, you wouldn't see, like, uh, I don't know, Jake Gyllenhaal probably wouldn't be on there. Uh, what's his name? Raiden from Mortal Kombat you wouldn't see on there. <laughs> Maybe uh, the other dudes in that, but yeah. Shout out to Angelina, basically. Uh- yeah, I, I, I want to talk more about Angelina here in okay, a second, but okay. let's get into some let's get into some stuff beforehand here. Um, well, actually, I guess it's about Angelina, so let's just talk about her now. So, funny thing in this movie is uh, Laura Croft's dad, uh, Richard Croft, was actually played by John Voight. Is that how you say his name? Voight? Yeah, yeah I believe so. Okay, so uh, John Voight plays Laura's dad in this movie, which is actually funny because John Voight is Angelina Jolie's real dad in real life. You're kidding um, me. Her her birth name, nope. Her name is Angelina Jolie Voigt at birth. Oh, that's that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that. Um. Okay. Um, I remember hearing that, and I thought that it was funny because, and I'm gonna kind of speak out of time or out of text here because um I I didn't bother to look into this, but I just remember hearing my dad tell me that when this movie came out. And apparently they had like a kind of a weird, strained relationship at the time, like in real life, according, you know, according to like the news or whatever. So this was kind of a big deal that they were in the same movie at the same time. Wow. Well, it you know, it really plays into 
<laughs> I get it doesn't really play into it, but you know, I guess that sort of works with them here because he's dead. <laughs> he's not present, though. They have a lot of love for uh, each other. The characters do. Yeah, they have they have that one weird scene at the end, which is uh, you know what. I actually think that if I'm talking about how the cast brought it, I, I'm probably only talking about Angelina, Ian Glenn, and Daniel Craig, to be honest. John Voight oh, was okay. Oh, you weren't vibing with John Voight here. Maybe... Uh, you know, he, he was okay. This he was isn't fine. his... Um, I don't know. John Voight, John Voight is like a, one of the greats, I'll say. But this is not... This is this movie is well beneath him. You know what I mean? Like, like this yeah. guy, he's normally starring across, like, Robert De Niro, you know, not to take anything away from Angelina Jolie or whatever, but, you know, like, this is, you know, he's... This this was Anthony Hopkins showing up in Thor. He's like, <laughs> no, ah, fuck it, I'll give it a Anthony try. This is Anthony Hopkins showing up in Transformers 5. Like, that's how... <laughs> All right, so I, I noticed this, uh, or I had this pointed out to me, which I thought was actually pretty cool. So, the gun that Daniel Craig fires in this movie is a Walter PPK. Yes. Which is actually pretty cool because he, you know, he's about five years away from being cast as 007. I feel like there are a couple times where they're like trying to make, draw like a line between just Laura Croft as a character and James Bond in a way, maybe in like the cool sexiness because they, yeah, I can see that. Like, they call out like the cars that she has, and one of them's uh, Aston Martin, which is the type of car Bond drives. And there's one other time I can't remember, but I feel like there's a couple. Like, like it might just also be a coincidence because it's like here's like a a sexy car, here's a cool gun. But it it to me it felt like oh there she's like the she's like the you know trying to give her more of a feminine James Bond you know world traveler sexy. I feel, yeah, I feel like that's a great comparison because, like, Bond, like, Bond, the character is sexy, but, like, they also rely on the actor to, like, kind of form Bond. You know what I mean? Like, each Bond is a little bit different. And then, like, like, obviously you have this iconic role of Laura Croft, but, like, without Angelina Jolie, it's nothing. And, like, it's kind of the same thing where, like, we have the sexy character, but we need you to add your own sexiness to it, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I love that. I, I like that there was, there's a lot of, like, because it's also it's funny because it's like their their jobs are like very different <laughs> but like between <laughs> but i guess they make laura croft's job seem way more like because i guess you're fighting like the illuminati or whatever so they make it very bond like when it's like you're an archaeologist or something like that you, you know go. what it is it's like if um, indiana jones was james bond <laughs> it's basically what Laura Croft is. Pretty much, yeah. That's that's pretty yeah. spot on, actually. Um, I saw a lot of people comparing this to Indiana Jones, and I was like, yeah, it's not I don't like know. But like, I think the Bond is what is it what's is missing. more like James Bond than Indiana Jones for sure. Uh, all right, let's talk some more about Angelina here. Um, little little piece of Angelina Jolie trivia here. She only agreed to do this movie because she wanted to visit Cambodia and all these other like <laughs> wicked locations in the world, but. She ended up, I guess, really liking it and, um, you know, and, and ended up adopting her first son, actually, from Cambodia. So some good things came of this movie. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's that's called uh, pulling an Adam Sandler. I think he openly admitted that he only does half the movies he does, like, in the locations they're set in so he can go visit them. Hey, nothing wrong yeah, with that. No. 
that's that's king shit right there dude if i was an actor and someone was like hey you want to go to cambodia i'd be like fuck yeah like uh, and they're just like okay you have like a bit minor part and we're paying you nothing i'd be like okay cool let's send you to cambodia that's worth the holiday right (laughs) there now imagine being adam sandler and getting paid boatloads of money to do it you know it's like vacation and a huge paycheck Shout out to the king, Adam Sandler. <laughs> king Sandler. Um, okay, so I wasn't going to include this in our write-up here because I didn't really think it mattered. But, dude, you would not believe how many people, like fans of the game Tomb Raider, were, like, beside themselves at the casting of Angelina Jolie because, quote, her breasts weren't big enough to believably play Laura Croft. Can you fucking believe that? <laughs> that can't be real. You have Angelina that Jolie. Real. That, that is, that's real. It's real. I swear to God. There was, like, the... the when I went to IMDb to check it out, there was like, that was the number one thing. Like the, the casting about this was extensive because they wanted to find someone that, that fit the proportions of Laura. Um, Angelina Jolie had like literally went on a radio to defend herself playing oh, that, Laura Croft. I'm going to read you this quote. She has to do. Okay. Re, like see, see if you can get through this quote. This, this is unbelievable to me. Quote, come on. I'm not so flat chested to begin with. When I wear a tight t-shirt, I look a certain way. So it wasn't like we had to completely change me. You know, we just had to enhance me a little. I'm a 36C. <laughs> Laura, she's a 36D. And in the game, she's a double D, so we took her down some. But we did give her a bit of padding there. For me, it was simply one size, so it was like having a padded bra. But no, I'm not flat-chested anyways, so we still made it Laura Croft, but we didn't do any extremes. And Laura doesn't apologize for herself and for having that and, you know, recognizable shape. So I'm not going to wow. apologize either. Wow, I didn't expect that was actually a better response. Like, it's insane to me that, like, wh- like it reminds me of the Tifa conversation where, um, like, we unnecessarily get into, like, discussing the practicality or, like, like, m- like literal measurements. And I'm like, okay, this has gone too far. Like, the conversation doesn't even need to go this far. Like, it should just be like, shut the fuck up. Like, who cares? But I love, I love that she went to that length of defending herself. Um, what, like, what the fuck? Like, I, 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 I will put this out there. I think that in 2001, Angelina Jolie was probably the most beautiful woman on this planet. Wow. And like, you have these losers that, that are just like, oh, she's not a 36 double D. Like, what the fuck? I was going to say, it. that's clearly at the casting or whatever. Because, like, if you watch the movie, like, there are so many scenes where, like, she, she'll be doing nothing. And I'm like, you can really tell, like, the movie wants you to be like, look at how big her tits are. <laughs> like, it's so, there are so many scenes where it's like, that you can tell the wardrobe they have... They've like gone out of their way to get like you said the the tight shirt and everything where it's like like they're 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 trying to appease these people who are like frothing angry at them you know it's unbelievable it yeah unbelievable yeah no but this movie does not lack um in large chests let's just say you know I, I guess we might as well talk about it because we actually we were talking about it in Discord yesterday goo and you managed to avoid this conversation but like I I feel like this is kind of like one of those movies where it's like it's everything rides on the fact that you like Angelina Jolie and think that she is hot basically right like if you don't then this movie isn't going to work for you we were talking about this yesterday in discord between David Corey and I and you know I I th- I put out there I'm just like like I said I think that in 2001 
Angelina Jolie was like so hot. And I'm not just talking physical looks. I'm talking like in every possible sense of the word, like her swagger, her attitude. She had swagger. Like like everything about Angelina Jolie was so hot back then. Like, do you agree with this? Um, I mean, I didn't really, I, I was not of that opinion then, but I, that's not, what was this? 2001. Yeah. I just didn't really, I like Angelina Jolie, but I, this was not something I was thinking about or, or, you know, I think Angelina Jolie is hot in this movie. I'll just say that. I'll go on record saying that. Yeah. They, they were both arguing that she's not. And that's just like blasphemy. Yeah. To me that's, because that's like, insane. Yeah. That it's kind of, you know, you point out James Bond earlier. That's like saying that James Bond is not hot in his movies. Like, and it's, again, it's not the physical looks necessarily. It's part of it. But like the dude's swagger, his, his, you know, his attitude, like his aura. Angelina Jolie had that aura, man. She was like, oh my God, she was just like so hot in this movie. And to, yeah, these these Goombas that are online, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. And I wasn't going to include it, but like it came up often and repeatedly when I was kind of looking for little details to talk about for Tomb Raider. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, the movie itself is almost a, um argument against it because against that because she i mean she was in um she was in movies before this and i you know she was already an academy war award winner you know but this is kind of like how we're talking about um jake gyllenhaal's first foray into like blockbuster action was prince of persia this was like her first foray into this type of world like the big popcorn movie you know big budget blockbuster and you know even though this movie isn't really good in that way uh you know it's no it's it's not even like the best one of these like this definitely established her as like you know that kind of megastar so like like she came out of this movie that i i don't know i don't really remember what like the reaction to it at the time or anything so i don't know if it was like as negative as some other video game movies honestly i have no idea i guess they got a sequel out of it so could have been that negative and we'll talk about that um, you got the uh, it, info no, right yeah okay okay we'll we'll but, get there later it the, the movie wasn't received very good but like but yeah, yeah you're right she, she was a mega star this, after. like a mega star you know and it's it's only coming two years after becoming you know an academy award winner so it's just like yeah she came out of this with like complete all the credentials you know it doesn't it doesn't yeah. hurt having a very famous actor father but you know i i think that she did like i think that this movie like i said earlier like it really it was gonna live or it was gonna die off of its lead characters and the performance she's, particularly from angelina yeah, she's jolie the best performance and character in this easily yeah yeah so yeah that was just uh that was wild <laughs> to me to see because like Maybe it's because I was like 13 when this movie came out, but I was just remember I was like, fuck, like Angelina Jolie was just like on fire back then. Like, like everything she did, she was like, she was the media megastar. Like it was, uh, you know, she was the it actress. I remember after this movie and going into this. Movie. I didn't watch. I think that might maybe I would have more of an opinion if I had seen this movie, but I I hadn't seen this when I was a kid. So. You know, I guess before we start into um the movie here which we'll do in a second here did you ever play like the tomb raider i did i i never had it was on the first playstation and i didn't have one but i my uh i got uh some kids i grew up with 
at it and so i played it a little bit it's not like a game i know like the back of my hand but you know i always thought it was really cool and like you know kind of at the time i thought like oh this is like cutting edge or whatever you know i just thought like wow i've never seen many games like this you know it always seems so cool but um i'm not yeah i'm not like a fan of the series necessarily and then the new games look fun but yeah it's just not something i've dipped my toe into that much right yeah i'm I'm kind of the same way i i only played the first tomb raiders kind of here and there um i never sat down and played you know them from start to finish i wasn't a playstation kid i didn't get a playstation until the ps2 came out and by that point like the tomb raider games were kind of had a reputation for being awful um yeah yeah and not only not only awful but it was just like you know some people bought the game just to look at laura and like she didn't like just the the poly work didn't look very <laughs> good anymore at that time so it's like okay well it's an awful game and like there's you know, I, I got dead or alive on the Xbox if I really need that shit. Like, I, I don't need to check out Tomb Raider. I do. I have played all of the new ones, and those are really fun. But they're definitely different. Definitely different One thing games. I remember, I, I never saw this movie, but one thing I do remember from the time, because my friend had the CD, was the soundtrack. I don't know if we have much in here about the soundtrack, but it is pretty jamming. You know, I, I wrote down a few times here and there, like... The soundtrack reminded me a lot of The Matrix. The Matrix? Okay. Like a lot. Yeah. It, it has massive songs. Some aren't known for this. Like, there's a remix of Get Your Freak On, and it's not known for this. Um, and then they had, like, that Where's Your Head At in the credits, which was pretty sick. Yes. Uh, but one I do remember as, like, I always think of it as a Tomb Raider-specific song. And it's because, like... Even in it here, it says the Tomb Raider mix is uh, Elevation by U2. And I th- I love that song. Oh, OK. I love <laughs> yeah. that song, too. I did make a note about that because that's a I, fucking sick song. I actually think of that in regards to Final Fantasy 9. Seriously? Because, you know, those like, you know, those like old um, what the hell are they call like music videos or whatever people would make of cutscenes and like set them to music. There's a sick one oh, set to yeah. Elevation. And it's so Woo! good. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should do this that's good shit yeah, every, everyone do yourself a favor and just go look up the soundtrack because there's other there's nine inch nails there's outcast uh fat boy slim like it's so like whatever 2001 like that era like such a weird cross-section of all these things like we're like you got u2 and you got nine inch nails you know, it's just like such a interesting time for like popular music, I think. Yeah. You know, now that you mentioned it, I made more notes on the soundtrack oh, than sick. I thought I did. Because when Missy, when Missy came on, I was just, I was bopping. I was like, Fuck I wish you got yeah. more of a feature. It's just kind of like playing in the background. Yeah, a little bit. That's a good scene, though, when it plays. Yeah, it's OK. Miss, Missy got her due in other films, you know, so it's OK. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the music here. Speaking of opening music, there was a. <laughs> There's a cool little opening jingle here when the movie started. I was I was kind of about it. I mm. liked it. Uh, the the opening of this movie is awesome. Yeah, the opening is awesome. Um, God, like Angelina Jolie just looks fantastic <laughs> as Laura Croft. She like she just like embodies that character to me. Like she just looks like she looks well, I, awesome. When I think if, um, if I picture Laura Croft, you know, like I think of Angelina Jolie, whereas like. You know, I don't think of John Leguizamo when I picture Luigi, you know? I'll even throw out there, so Alicia Vikander, yeah. uh, I believe is her name. 
So she plays the new Laura Croft, and she is a exceptional actress. She's so good. Yeah, she's great. Um, Ex Machina is one of my favorite movies. But like, I don't know, man. She didn't. She didn't nail that Laura vibe to me. Like, like Angelina Jolie well, nails. She's going. They're that going for a different. They're trying to nail the new game vibe. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit, actually. <laughs> okay. I, I wrote down some notes about that. But yeah, I don't know. She just like she she was awesome in this role. I could tell from like the first like five minutes. I was I was like, this is gonna be a good time. Um. So yeah, she's fighting like this general Grievous looking robot, and it's <laughs> fucking robot. awesome. Oh. They have this wicked. Oh, it was so good. She she like is doing all these like backflips and she's pulling out her dual guns and vaulting across rooms and like it was awesome. Yeah, there, it's yeah, it's super fun. The robot sometimes it's like wow that looks so cool. Other times it's like this kind of looks like shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. It's both fun and funny at the same time. Like it's yeah, it's a great it's a great opening fight scene i think i know you know exactly uh, the cherry, where it's going but <laughs> the cherry on the top is when she like gets on top of him and pulls his brains out and then puts in her like mix playlist into his synapses yes, or whatever yeah. that was fun <laughs> and it was good it establishes her as like kind of a like a you know a badass who does her own thing you know classic oh, yeah it was <laughs> It was awesome. It was an awesome way to open the movie. We we meet the cast of characters too. Um, speaking of James Bond, so she's got her own Q. Uh, the dude, his name is Bryce. He's the one who makes all the robots and shit yeah. like that. And uh, there's Hillary the Butler, who is a not a he's a dude. I liked I liked Hillary. He was fun. I liked Hillary he had too. A couple, yeah. He had a couple moments uh, that I'm sure we'll probably talk about where I was like, hell yeah, Hillary. <laughs> Yeah, man, he had uh, he had some good moments in this movie. He he kind of reminded me of the uh, the concierge from John Wick. I thought that exact bit. same thing because, well, <laughs> yeah. La- let's just say later he takes out the shoddy, and I had that exact same thought yeah, well, where he gets his moment, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was kicking some ass later in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was this was a hot open as we like to call it in the business. This was this was a wicked open. I was I was having a good time immediately, and then. The movie just throws you the cheapest possible pop it can. They throw you Laura in the shower. This is this is low hanging fruit, but this worked for me. I was just like, God damn! <laughs> I th- I th- thought the same thing. Where I thought, of course, there's a goddamn shower scene. I think there's two actually. Oh no! Later, it's a uh... you get you get DC yeah, later. We get we get to see some of the D. <laughs> Uh, you know, apparently there's some nudity in this movie that they ended up cutting. Damn. <laughs> I don't know. God it's, damn. You know, it's fine without it, I think. Um. So, yeah. Unless it was... I, do we see yeah, Daniel I, Craig butt? Like, I think that might have improved the movie for sure if they had added that. Uh, no, I don't think we see anything. There's like a chair right in the way of his uh, dong wanna, right in the see movie. Some tush. <laughs> like... There's something here. Come on. <laughs> there's there's side boob. They get they do Angelina's side boob like right right off the bat. So you know what kind of movie it is. You know, I, n- normally I'd kind of shake my head at this low hanging fruit, but uh, I, I don't care for this movie. I think it works for this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> this little movie is low hanging fruit. I mean, let's be it, honest. It is in, kind of in the like in the what do you call it? The low hanging fruit of the of the sex appeal there. And in the like complete cheese of the opening fight scene, and like 
and the music they use throughout there's like a lot of like like music that you would only hear at like e3 presentations in 2002 like playing throughout this thing that are like meant to hype you about like i don't know the dreamcast or something uh but all of that actually does a really good job of capturing like video games at that time and like the vibe of them yes and so actually it's like weirdly like one of the most like faithful recreations of like video ga- uh, video game and like the culture surrounding it at its time yep i 100 percent agree with that <laughs> yeah uh, yeah sure this movie ahead of its time uh by being it's behind like so the of its time it's uh, ahead of the time let's let's move on we're gonna meet manfred powell yeah uh who is played by ian glenn and uh this this dude works for the fucking Illuminati, which I love. <laughs> they're they're not even like it's not even implied that it's like a secret society. They're just like, nope, we're the Illuminati. Yeah. And I was like, okay, awesome. I like that normally like they'll come up with a different name for their Illuminati type organization in these things. You know, you'll have like whatever the the Templars, or you'll have like this is different, but like, you know, the umbrella corporate, like there's always like a new unique name, but in this it's like, Nope, it's the Illuminati. Oh, I thought that was so good. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck it. Who, who needs to think of a name? Everybody knows who they are. Fucking Illuminati. Yeah. Uh, so Mr. Powell is looking for an old treasure and he wants to use it in conjunction with the planets aligning during a solar eclipse or something like that. So we have our MacGuffin. Uh, we have our plot. This is basically all that we need. So we, I think we've almost met all the players right now. Uh, we also learn that Lord Richard Croft, Laura's father, has been missing and presumed dead for a very, very long time. And Laura's still pretty upset about that. So there we go. Yeah. Our, our stage is nearly I set here. I loved it because uh, they nice. started off the movie with like this real dumb action sexy yeah. energy and then they're like now let's bring it down to earth a little bit with you know again nothing nothing groundbreaking in terms of plot but it was like okay where this is i like this is establishing the mood here there's some seriousness you know you know what this movie does right um and it's something that my father once okay. told me kiss it kiss keep it simple stupid and it's simple it's digestible it's easy to this drink mo- down. This it's movie awesome. is an hour and a half long, too. Very crucial. The exact yes. length this movie should be. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's yeah, and it doesn't uh-huh. waste any time. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> We're just singing its praises all day here. I, I can't believe it actually, because I was I was ready to maybe debate you a little bit because I didn't know if you'd like it. I actually I didn't know if I'd like it. I mean, obviously, there's just there's a lot of like, I always wish there was just more action, you know, and so there's a lot of like lulls, but like it's enjoyable. That being said, I was pretty much constantly having a good time watching this. And there are times yep. where I'm having a good time and I'm like, mm, I don't know if Andy's going to like this, but I was very confident watching this that you were going to love this. Like, I just felt like <laughs> I felt like I, I knew I had a good feeling about it. Oh, when when I thought when I saw the first scene, I I immediately knew that you were going to yeah. like it. Like the first scene fighting a robot, I was like, okay, that kind of quelled my doubts. But I was like, uh, I was actually kind of strangely confident too, because I was like, I think that no matter what, 
like Angelina Jolie is going to carry this movie for me, even if it's like <laughs> dreadfully awful. And I and I don't think it is dreadfully awful. I think it's like pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like a cheesy, you know, whatever movie, but uh, it's I think it's good. Yeah, it's good. Thumbs up. Early thumbs right. up. I'll give it. All right. So Laura has a sick fucking mansion. This place is awesome. Yeah. It has an observatory and like a training room and live in staff. It's got secret chambers. Looks so cool. Yeah. Uh, Laura eventually finds a little hidden nook under the stairs with a big ass chest. And within this chest, there is a clock. So that's mm, our MacGuffin. Right. This clock is, uh, is apparently called the all seeing eye. They or no, there's a thing inside the clock. Sorry. That's the all seeing eye. It's basically a key. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, for some tomb based activities. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Um, man, you were saying earlier, but like <laughs> when Laura goes, so Laura goes to this auction house. I love the early 2000s energy. She's got like her dark oh, yeah. sunglasses on. Oh, and she's yeah. like slow-mo walking in. It's so she's fucking got good. Yeah. It very, it, and like the way, again, the way they present her is like in a similar way they present bond where it's like everywhere. She, every time she goes somewhere new, it's like. Look at look at how swanky this place is. Look at how fucking cool she looks. Yeah, it's great. Yep. And she always stands out no matter where she goes. You know, it's kind of like the old adage of like, um, how does it go? Like, kind of like dress for the job that you want. <laughs> like they they present her as a megastar, and by the end of it, she is a megastar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, totally. They present again. They present her. An archaeologist, as if she was an international spy. <laughs> international woman yeah. of mystery. <laughs> yeah, she's got a lot of mojo going on in this movie. <laughs> oh, good word. Good word. Uh, okay, so we we meet our last player here. Um, she's at this auction house, and she meets Daniel Craig, a.k.a. Alex. And this is a dude that, obviously, she has hooked up with before, because there is some crazy tension there. But this dude also stole from her. So kind of a kind of a DB. Yeah, he is a kind of a DB. He's got an interesting energy in this movie, like where it's like he's mega hot. It's like pre Bond, though. And he's also kind of got like he sort of seems like kind of a dork because he's like, I don't know, a Tomb Raider. <laughs> but like they make they right. make it seem like Tomb Raider is like a very common and sexy profession. But he does have like this weird vibe to him that I think it's like before has been like, you know, washed away by like James Bond, you know, or now like that's what you think of when you see him, even when he's like doing something totally crazy and different, like in some of his some of the more like comedic roles he's taken lately. Yep, for sure. I think that like Kevin Pierce Brosnan for me, like I can't watch a movie right, and not yeah. think of him as Bond. There, uh, it's, it's like a blessing and a curse when you play like a big like when you play a big role like that, like Daniel Radcliffe, you know, the dude's going to be Harry Potter no mm-hmm. matter what. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, this, this maybe it's just cause he looks younger. So it's like, you've never seen, it's only a couple years before, but it's like, you don't see, I just don't totally like see bond yet. You know? No, you know, I was going to save this actually for a shower scene, but I'll just talk about it <laughs> okay. now. He, he seemed to me to just be a little bit leaner like not maybe as, oh, as muscly yeah. and maybe like he's exactly the same no, but I, like 
Maybe it's just the the suit that adds on the muscle, but yeah, he's, no, he's lean. plenty of you know. There's plenty of th- there's a there's a shower scene in Skyfall, and I feel like he looks much thicker. <laughs> there's probably yeah. a shower scene in every Craig Bond movie, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking, wow, there are a lot of Daniel Craig showering scenes for not for some reason, but <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with what you said though. He. He feels like he's just not quite there yet at the Bond <laughs> yeah. level yet. He but definitely he's bulked there. up. He's I think there. when he heard he was going to be Bond, I guess. I, I guess Bond doesn't. James Bond isn't like a thick dude, though. You know what I mean? Like traditionally, ever. But whatever. Yeah, not he, really. Usually, he's more thicker, like in the overweight sense sometimes. But uh, depending on who's playing him. But yeah, whatever. It works for Craig's Bond. He's like smashing through like drywall and stuff in casino royale so there's something with this character i want to point out that i feel like he he is and i kind of loved it that he is almost a little bit of the like there for like eye candy because like he has some character and like they have the history with him and laura but like it doesn't pay off (laughs) which i think is kind of great like um we'll talk about it later but like there's a scene like he just like at the end of the movie kind of like pieces out and you never see him again. And they don't ever give you like, I don't think they like ever put a cap on like, you know, you expect them to get together or something, you know? And I feel like yeah. he is just there yeah, to be totally. like kind of hot for a little bit. You know, you know, call me crazy, but I actually thought that there was more like, like sexual tension between Laura and uh, Powell than there was Laura okay. and Alex. Were you picking on that at all? Did you uh, pick up on that? No, I, I really didn't think about it. I just like, it's just like they're all they're all just like look at how sexy they are, you know? So I I just feel like there's a constant through line of like sexiness in the movie, you know? You're not wrong. I'm like <laughs> no, everyone I, yeah, looks pick up like on the that. of the three main cast members, they're all looking like sharp for yeah. sure. There's a um all right, let's, there's a ahead, small gag that is that I like in here because it's like they could have played it bigger, but it's where she accidentally bids in the auction. It's oh for yeah for two yeah, million it's not like or whatever. a side splitter, but I like that it was there where she like waves to the guy and they like act like she bid and then someone else bids and she's like, Phew <laughs> I like that because it was like <laughs> there I'm thinking there's been a couple times so far where I'm like, this movie is an hour and a half long, but they they've just snuck in a quick gag and they snuck in like a fifteen second shower scene. Like they're being very like efficient with their time you know and i i kind of appreciated it because i got a little i got a little kind of like a when that happened and i was like nice uh i i had a little kind of moment uh in a second i'll tell okay. you about um let's 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 keep it moving here uh laura is going to this auction house to see some old guys see if he knows anything about the all-seeing eye and this old guy is obviously shady and um tells her about this being the key to unlock the triangle of light, which gives its uh, whoever possesses it the ability to control time. Hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. So there are now there is now another MacGuffin at play. We have the uh, the eye and the triangle of light and the triangle of light actually is split into two pieces. So there is now three yes. MacGuffins in the works. This is here. Very um, lots going it's on. Very like Rise of Skywalker. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, you got to find the thing to find the thing, you know, like, yeah. 
Uh, okay, the haha moment for me, Solora's microwaving something, and, like, it fucking explodes. And I was writing notes for a second, so I was looking down, and whenever when Laura's thing exploded in the microwave, it scared the shit out of me. Oh my God. I was like, holy fuck, and I almost threw up my phone. Yeah, why, why not? Microwave explosion. <laughs> Uh, I I loved yeah, it. Good. I loved it. All right, so Laura goes to meet Mr. Powell, and this dude has a sick mansion <laughs> of his own. There's like a sick party going on. Uh, this is pretty cool. I liked his place. There was a really intense back and forth between the two as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. This is kind of a fun yeah. scene. And uh, again, shout out to Ian Glenn, who's a virtual theater <laughs> alumni from Resident Evil. Uh, I I love it. And actually, you know, speaking of aha moments, Laura also gives this like fantastic line where like she's just like very flippantly. I find your ignorance ignorance quite amusing. That that uh, that popped me. I yeah, thought it was I guess funny. we haven't mentioned like she's always like zinging. You know, like like the, in the beginning they have like when she's fighting the robot. It, it's obvious, but they're trying to make it seem like a twist. Like oh, she's actually it's a training robot. And then the one guy's like, why? Mm-hmm. You know. Why'd you destroy? I can't even remember her zing back, but they're like, clearly she wasn't supposed to like completely destroy this robot. <laughs> and she like kind of owns him for it, I guess. Why'd you program yeah, it to kill like me? That. Or something. She's, yeah, always, something like that. she's always talking back, putting people in their place. Hell yeah. All right. This is, this is maybe the best scene in the movie. This, this could be up there with the best scenes in the movie. The Croft Mansion is under oh, yes. siege. This is so the best <laughs> scene in the movie. So what is what is this thing that Laura's in? She's in like this elastic kind of bungee. Yeah, she's doing thing. some like acrobatic thing, which was fun. She's in this like it's almost like uh, it's it's like a bungee. It's like a swing if it had bungees on. Anyway, she can bounce around the whole fucking place. She looks super cool in it. Dudes come in from the ceiling. Dudes come in of the ground. She's flying everywhere. She's punching. She's taking guns. She's running on walls. It was awesome. It was yeah. like the Matrix. And the it was music, wicked. The music that's playing here, I, I can't remember which band it was, but that's what felt like the music they would pick for like an E3 presentation of like, you know, like a racing game or something where it's like, bow, 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 bow. <laughs> and yeah, it is so, it is so fun. And she's like, hooking other guys up to their wires and like making them swing around and uh there there there's a lot of good like fun like um bits of like goofy jokey kind of like ways she takes down some of the guys that that's really fun like some great fun choreography yeah, here if you haven't seen the scene yeah, i wish yeah i wish i could like describe it your better, way but it is it is really yeah. fun it's just like what exactly what it sounds like it's her like flying around the room just just owning all these SWAT uh, dudes, you know, so sick. There's there's a badass storm going on too for ambiance. It's awesome. Um, eventually, Laura makes it down to the equipment room, which is also awesome because then she gets like, how does she do this? She gets some kind of gun and she puts a screwdriver in it, but like backwards. So she like shoots somebody in the head with a screwdriver knob. Oh yeah, it was, it was awesome. Pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was sick. Uh, dude, she's on, she's on a motorcycle. She's like hopping off of her James Bond car. Uh, Hillary, the butler has yes. a shotio and he's sniping people. Hil- Hillary <laughs> great. owns for sure. I wanted to see more of Hillary actually. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe in the sequel, <laughs> give him a bigger role. Uh, again, I was going to save this for the end, but like, I cannot wait to watch Tomb Raider 2. I'm really excited I'm, I'm for nervous. that. I'm like, there's no way it could be half as fun. 
you know, like I don't Gerald Butler's in it, oh, man. Oh, okay. If you're asking me, I think that that uh, he's more roll tied than Daniel Craig. Mm, <laughs> it's that's tricky because he now usually when I've seen him in movies, he usually looks like complete shit. So like, <laughs> and I think it's because like like Daniel Craig is like a mega star now, and Gerard Butler is like a B tier movie star you know like he was in 300 or whatever and then it's like that's it so i feel like daniel craig probably has more of a he's got he's more pampered you know they got to make him look like bond to look good still whereas like gerard butler it's like he's in like geo storm now and like you know like shit like that <laughs> you know so poor poor guy all right that's fair yeah. so i feel daniel craig's more um, consistently hot whereas like maybe gerard butler had a he had a small window where he Oh, uh, you know, rose above him. All right. All I'm saying is that like 2004 Gerald Butler and like 2004 Angelina Jolie, who's probably still the hottest woman on the planet at this point. That's going to be a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just looking saying. forward to getting to it. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's finish up the the assaults on the mansion here. So the uh, the bad guys actually make off with the eye. So Powell stole the eye, and lots of craziness going on here. And maybe this is this is an awesome scene. Like the next day, we got Missy Elliott going on. Get your yeah. freak on uh, the fucking the the UPS driver or whatever walks in. Like the the mansion is ruined. Loved it. Good, oh, that was yeah, awesome. Good gag in there. Like it reminded me a little bit of uh, you know when the cop shows up to John Wick's house. Just kind of the yeah. nonchalant. Like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, that was that was good stuff. Um, all right, so Laura. Now gets a letter that was written from her father before he died and it has some kind of riddle, which leads to another <laughs> letter hidden in one of her books. And uh, he's basically given the backstory of like the triangle of light. He's talking about this like, I don't know, is this supposed to be like some prehistoric city that that fiddled with the triangle of light and crushed itself or something like Ooh, that? You're asking the wrong person. I don't remember. I don't remember the lore or like really even much of the story of this movie. I mean, I remember thing what happened, but yeah, the details are uh, I don't remember. It doesn't it matter. It doesn't really matter to be fair. Basically, basically what this was was when you get a new quest and it's like, okay, well like you have to go here to start the quest. So the letter says like Laura, go to Cambodia. And that's where the first half of the triangle is hidden, but the Illuminati are going to be on your ass, so watch out. So that's basically the purpose here. Um, and then, yeah, Laura arrives in Cambodia, and both Powell and She's Alex there are there boating, already. Right? That was fun. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool to see her, like, getting a boat around. So, hell yeah. Cambodia looks like a sick place, actually. Yeah, every time... Well, it, it, there's two ways it shows up in movies where it's usually, like, like sometimes it's like look at this cool <laughs> majestic place you know and it's you know it's it's never it, in at least american movies it's never like totally realistic portrayal where it's like yeah look at this magical place where you know look look at her she's amongst the this magical people or whatever or it'll be like completely yellow filter to make it look like piss and it's like look at this shithole you know <laughs> like there's never it's it's never in between but this i'm glad this movie took the more fun route of like look at how sick this place is yeah it's a little bit more respectful i, I thought the other way i thought the other way you were going is like 
tons of movies always say like okay cambodia is where like they grow the cocaine or whatever yeah. like here's well, I, your, I was thinking more like yeah like, like this is it's like where you send like rambo to like kill some bad guys you know yeah. like these yeah yeah exactly it's never a nice portrayal we have laura at this temple in cambodia and the bad guys break their way in there and like there's some weird stuff going on where like she's talking to a ghost kid or oh, something yeah. like that i forgot about the ghost know. kid that that keeps showing up i was i was just like do what they, do they pay yeah. that off i don't remember if that's supposed to like no hmm. <laughs> okay yeah there's there's Not some things that i was just like like normally i'd be watching a movie and be like oh i wonder what this means you know like what's what's this kid gonna be and instead i was just like yeah okay ghost kid there there was a shot in here where angelina had um her hair back but a couple strands were in her face and it just totally reminded me of virtual theater legend oh, michelle yeah. rodriguez yeah. she she had the same kind of she was looking good there too i thought you know oh yeah a cute look for sure yeah absolutely um okay so there's uh there's a big room there's a buddha statue in the middle tons of swords there's a big puzzle powell and alex figure it out and uh laura comes in and takes the key back and puts it in the doohickey and uh i love love what happens next i actually think that this is probably the best scene in the movie so the key activates this like terminator 2 style liquid which comes out oh, it's got yeah. like half the triangle of light so laura has that and then the, this liquid shit makes all of the statues come to life yeah and it's awesome it's like it's so 2001 it is so yeah, great I, I i'm starting to feel the nostalgia creep of i mean i've uh, it, the nostalgia creep of the early 2000s has already hit for sure but i'm really starting to feel it now when i'm seeing these like not great looking statues and i'm like yeah this is sick you know i'm starting to love that when buddha came to life and like she grabbed all of her swords i was just like yeah to me nothing nothing beats like just like a mate like pre-2000s like that era is like my favorite because you have you're like forced to make more amazing practical effects typically but now i'm starting to love mm. these uh, kind of effects because they like they actually like make me feel something <laughs> as opposed to like now stuff looks so good that it almost like it doesn't look like anything. If that makes sense, like it just doesn't like, I don't know. It just looks so it's so sanitized now. Whereas on this, it's like it just gets me going a little bit, you know, this is like it's rough around the edges, but it's it, it's, it's like truly not like that bad. Real to look at. almost. Yeah, it's weird. Like looking at this yeah. now and like saying like that's real because <laughs> it's not but i don't know you know what i mean like it's um there's some heart in it or something it. not uh, hard let's, let's yeah let's let's go back to wrestling so wrestling is so overproduced now like everything everybody says and like everything everybody does just feels very sanitized and like it's the best talent in the world right now probably that it's ever been but it's not as exciting because it's it's too like yeah. contained almost I, you know I actually have an analogy, and it's it's a little off track, but it it reminded. Um, did you see it, Chapter Two? <laughs> so, no, I never did. Like, there's a lot of like impressive, I guess, like computer effects in that movie, but like it re- to me, it rendered everything like not scary. Like, there's because like a lot of like crazy stuff happens, but it's just like it's so it just looks so good. 
that it, it feels like nothing. It feels sanitized to me completely. Whereas, like, compare that to when we watch Dead Alive, where it's just like, that's a really case of anything being done well. But it's like, it feels so, you know, it feels like something, you know? So instead, I'm watching It Chapter 2 and, like, every, like, creepy thing that happens, I'm just going, wow, this looks expensive, <laughs> you know? Like, but it felt more like watching a, like, superhero movie than it did a horror movie. And, yeah, I had right. that same feeling here where I was like, this feels like I'm watching a video game action movie, you know, like, and in a good way. I was like, yeah, I love I love this. It totally captures that feeling. You know, I actually want to pivot and, and talk a little bit about um, what this movie does well as well is like, I, I think that they really made a good decision not being like too grounded in reality. Yeah. You know, like they're like these statues were coming to life. There's this fucking thing that stops time. There's there's all this silliness and there's giant robots and stuff. And like, I feel like that really works for this movie. I think that arguably a weaker point of the new Tomb Raiders, uh, the movies and the games is that it's like very, very like real. Like it's very serious. It's very grounded. And, you know, I, I like the games a lot, but like they're not. And I and I even thought that the new Tomb Raider movie was fun, but like it's it was was good. It's just not as as fun. It's like it's not as it takes itself very seriously. I, I yeah. guess is what I'm trying it to say. Actually, to me, like that's and that's not specifically a Tomb Raider thing. Like that's just like what everything is now. Like there's waves where it's like it's definitely post Dark Knight too, especially where it's like mm -hmm. you know, and we see it with Bond and everything. Everyone tries it to various success. You know, I'm not going to say it's always bad, but it, now everything is like, like let's get gritty and like let's examine these characters, and that's starting to change. I think with now it's like we're entering more in like the post like Marvel era where it's like everything's got to be funny or whatever. But like none, it, not, a lot of it doesn't feel that authentic. But uh. I think Tomb Raider especially doesn't lend itself well. Like, I almost feel like, why not just make a new thing, you know? But I, I haven't played the games. They seem fun. Like, they seem like I would like them. And I did like that movie all right. But yeah, this is way better, though. Um, yeah, it's just like, don't... I don't know. It's This movie is, to me, going to hold up more and more. Like, I'm enjoying it now than I ever have. And whereas I think as you get more time away from the like serious attempts at some of these things, like they, to me, they feel more of their era in a dated way. Right. You know, it's almost like the, the realistic versus stylized graphics debate to me, but in a movie form, you know, I can, uh, that's a good analogy. I mean, yeah, this I movie is that. very dated, but I like being transported back to that time, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's it's fun. Like, to boil it down, it's just, like, it's very fun. And the fact that they didn't, like, decide to get bogged down in reality too much lets it be more fun than some of these other yeah. movies. Um, that... Tomb Raider 2018 or whatever it is is just going to feel more stale, I think, as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to doing that one yeah. as well. Because I was, um... I actually, I have a funny story about seeing that movie. <laughs> You've been hyping I saw that it in up, theaters. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm probably overhyping it. It's not that funny. I didn't get to finish it in theaters. Is oh, the, okay, is the okay, short yeah. and long of it. And for a really weird reason. Interesting. So, yeah, I'll, I'll tell that story when we when we finally get there. But, um, yeah, I loved this scene. It was awesome. Uh, everybody's fighting. 
There's like swords going everywhere. There's people zapping fucking statues. I this is so much fun. I think. Yeah, this is. It's not as good as the uh, uh, acrobatic scene, but it it does rule. I would rank it below the robot fight too, but it's still pretty good. It's it's a pretty high bar we're at. This I think this would be number. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably number two okay, for me. Okay. And the, the acrobat fight is number one. I was thinking that this might be number one, but like now I'm remembering her shooting the dude at the screwdriver, <laughs> yeah. and that's that's gotta yeah, be number one. It, yeah. Uh, all right, so we have our first piece of the uh, the triangle of light, which Laura steals, and she makes it out of there alive. And her and Powell agree to kind of like this faux truce until they find the next piece because uh, they need each other to find it. So they agree to go to Italy, <laughs> and in Italy. Powell reveals that Laura's father was a member of the Illuminati. Uh, very, uh, very devious <laughs> tactics here by Mr. Yeah. Powell. Those and the damn Illuminati. That talk about not setting it. <laughs> I just, reality. I love it. Yeah. I just, I just love it. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. I don't want to come up with a name. Just call him the Illuminati. Every single time he mentioned them, I yeah, was I chuckling. Always got, I always popped by illuminati yeah uh i think that powell is actually a pretty cool villain too because he's like he's kind of tempting laura with bringing her father back from the dead if he gets the triangle of light um i i thought that he was really slick talker dude was he was like a bond villain he was great yeah yeah i yeah i liked him a lot in this movie um all right now we get our daniel craig shower scene Is there anything you want to add to this that we didn't dissect <laughs> no earlier? it's clearly just there <laughs> they're like they're like and here's one for the ladies you know like that's that's, i love it yeah i love that laura busts in actually while he's showering and he's like god damn i need a cold shower now (laughs) yeah he like we're supposed to be turned on by him and now he's turned on by her but then like yeah they don't have a relationship i kind of love it he's like a you know like there's the the bond girls he's like a croft guy though basically yeah because he never comes back usually at least have the decency in the end of the movie, to have, like, James Bond chilling in a lifeboat with the babe at the end, you know? They have the decency to, to pay off the the tension with the hookup, and there's no... That tension just lingers here, The last thing we should God. have seen in this movie is them making out. But maybe it's better that they're not. Yeah, 100%. You know what? I have the DVD. I'm going to go and check out those deleted, deleted scenes, scenes, see what we got yeah. up there. And then I'm, and then I'm gonna watch the U2 Elevation Tomb Raider cut oh, after. <laughs> yeah, there's gotta be a music video for this, right? There I remember is. that. Yeah, it's on the DVD. I, I yeah, I'm gonna throw it in after we're done. Um, all right, let's uh, let's keep it going here. We're almost at the last temple. Um, in fact, we are at the last temple. They're in that crater city from the lore flashback from earlier. And Laura gives Powell the last piece of the triangle, or her piece of the triangle, which seems like a horrible idea, but um, whatever. <laughs> uh, so they, they bust in, they're in the second tomb, there's like this big weird ball of light floating around which can transport people in time. Uh, you know, I, I kind of dug this scene, it was a cool looking room, and like there was some nice tension because like they were kind of working together for now, but like you knew as soon as they had the second piece of the triangle, like everyone is going to try and fuck each other. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought this was a yeah, good scene. Like kinda, yeah, you know what's going on here. There's a little bit of shenanigans. Yeah, it was fun. Like the the thing in the center started moving too. It's kind of like a um God, what are those what are those things called that hang from like a baby's crib that have the planets oh, spinning like a, around? It, I, yeah, that's what it is. 
whatever <laughs> whatever one of those is it's it's pretty cool it's like it's moving around it looks really awesome some dude gets smushed in between it which was hilarious yeah that was awesome yeah i love that one of the best deaths for sure yeah that was that was so funny and like the best part about that was he got like literally his his legs separated from his body and there's not a drop of blood anywhere yeah, it's very very sanitized a lot of the deaths are in this they're not that none are gruesome oh, I, they gotta get a good rating on it this is awesome uh so i was watching this movie while like so alex and laura are like kind of hopping and skipping up this thing and i was all I could think of was like parkour and like how that kind of made its way to Assassin's yeah. Creed later. Cause they're doing some cool parkour I was shit told here. that there is allegedly a section in one of the new Tomb Raider games that has, is like almost identical to this sequence, which makes me really? think that these new games might have something to them because this was awesome. Like where you're climbing on a spinning thing like that. I mean, you know, it's, Maybe kind of going back to our conversation earlier, but like, so I've I've played all of them, but you like I remember. can okay. barely remember any of them. Yeah, you know, which which maybe just kind of speaks to the lack, and not not that they weren't fun. They were fun, but like they're fun for the moment, but they didn't make a lasting impression. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they're uh, anyways. This this is pretty fun. They're climbing up this thing, and uh, I actually forgot that. It, so. When I was watching this, there's this old guy here that's giving a big speech, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I actually forgot that he's the leader of the Illuminati, <laughs> so I thought that that was kind of fun that yeah. they brought him here. Uh, I totally forgot yeah, about that Yeah, here we go. Laura too. puts... Right? Like, I was like, who who the fuck is this? Hey, where did he come from? But that, that gets paid off in a second here. Actually, so this goes back to their conversation earlier in Italy, where where Powell's kind of saying that he wants to be the leader of the Illuminati and he's in like the second in command spot or whatever. Um, this pays off in a second. Laura puts the key in and gets zapped into the globe and comes out with the other half of the triangle. And just as the leader of the Illuminati is about to put it together, uh, Powell shoots everybody in the place up. Yeah. So it's, I know that, that kind of made sense because he had his own ambitions or whatever. Right. It did make sense, but then, like, why didn't you shoot Laura? Um, that's a good question. There's probably a reason. <laughs> it probably it made sense to me at the time, you know. Uh, there might be a reason. I actually, <laughs> no, it doesn't I don't really know. matter. That's fine. Um, so I actually thought so he he puts the triangles together, and I thought that they were fake or something like that because they don't work. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, oh, that that makes sense. Laura gave him a fake, but it's actually not what happens. Um, Powell is pretty upset. That they don't work, so he like he kills Alex. He throws a dagger in his heart sick or something throw, like that. Yeah, and uh, it's sick Th throw. So that happens, and again, this plays into my theory of like they just didn't do anything. Like it feels so nothing. Like I feel like she doesn't really react, and like I never felt like, oh my god. Well, and you know I, that's that's kind of not true. She she jumps in the water and gives him like an underwater kiss, and then he dies. Yeah, I don't and know, maybe, it. maybe it's more of the way the movie portrayed it, but it felt so, like, maybe I was also thinking, like, oh, he's, like, they're gonna time travel out of this or something. But this is really, like, the hmm. last he's in the movie, right? Uh, yeah. Like, I feel much, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it felt like kind of a non-moment to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't great. Um, I mean, the shot was great, that was yeah, a sick the, shot. the knife but, throw, uh, yeah. yeah. He was, uh, I, I feel like his kind of 
reasoning for being in the movie, like you said earlier, is like basically like the the female eye candy. Because like like I was saying earlier too, like I feel like there is more tension between Powell and Laura than anything else. Like almost in like a um, almost in like a Ray Kylo okay. Ren kind of way. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I, I didn't get that. But I, I'm the only person that thought that. Let I us get know you. in the comment. Are there comments on this? I don't know, but tell us what you thought. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so Alex is gone, and he doesn't. This, yeah, that's that's fine. He doesn't they, really they add anything. Maybe they don't save him. D- do they save him? Can't remember. Th- yeah, they they save okay, him. Yeah, Powell's they save him. like you can save him and your father, and it's like. Well, yeah, she wants to save her father, but I don't know. He's just gone from the movie after this, which is very weird. Like, you know, there's not like a, at the end where it's like, ah, you saved him and let's kiss or anything. You know, He has like one line after they bring yeah. him back to life where it's like, this place is crashing, Laura. Let's get out. And then he's like literally gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just is like, all right, goodbye from the movie. Uh, all right, let's finish this bad boy off here. So the pieces, I guess, weren't fake, but they were missing like a little microscopic piece. <laughs> kind of and, a lame uh, payoff too there, but... Yeah, this was weird. So Laura throw. I think she threw the eye into this time thing and grabbed like this little speck <laughs> of a piece and put it together and I was just like, what? Uh, okay. Whatever. I, I guess, like, at this point I'm like... I'm just like, okay, like, let's just, let's bring it home here. You know, no, no surprises. So I was kind of like befuddled at this and like, how did Laura know that? But whatever, that's well, fine. It might've been set up. Maybe it was set up. Did she have like, did she have a piece? Yeah, she might've had a piece. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. No, I think she pulled this thing out of the air. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. She, she completes it and she, uh, she, brings the triangle together and both her and Powell are running up a pyramid, which is awesome. And they're trying to get this thing. And Laura gets it, of course, and has this really weird interdimensional conversation with her father. Right. right. It's supposed to, that's kind which of supposed okay. to be like the emotional payoff, right? Um, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Yes. And we find out, yeah, like Powell killed him. And so, yeah, it's supposed to be an interesting thing. Um, but the way it pays off, well, I mean, we're about to talk about it, so I'll I'll hold on to it for one second. Well, there you go. Laura goes back into the real world and saves Alex, and I thought that she killed Powell actually. So she turns the knife around and like, like goes she, into his heart, and I was like, oh, that's okay. I guess that's an all right death. Yeah, she turns it around in such a. I I feel like there's a better way she could have done it, <laughs> where she's. Uh, She's like grabbing it with her hand and it's making her bleed. Like it's very strange, but I, I loved it for for the visual, you know, but it was kind of nonsensical. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um and I thought that that would have been a good send-off actually. I think it was probably a better send-off than what we ended up getting. Um after so the place is like collapsing and oh actually you know what I you know what I skipped over is is that Powell reveals that he's the one who killed her dad yeah. which is pretty uh pretty big pretty yeah, big so business now revenge must be had That's right um so there you go we have our final confrontation now apparently he's not dead he pulls that knife out uh the place is collapsing everybody gets out of there Laura stays to fight Powell um and they have kind of a they have kind of a, a decent I have fun brawl. with it. I especially like because he did the whole 
no more guns or whatever. <laughs> the, you know, like very classic movie trope, but it reminded me of John Wick again. Like, you know, let's fight hand to hand. And then inevitably it's like you pull out the knife, you know? So uh, he's dead <laughs> and she makes her escape. And there's this really weird cut that like they cut right from this temple right to the Croft mansion. They're like, like we nothing gotta in get between. to the end. <laughs> Maybe they cut. That's where they cut Alex. Yeah. Out. Yeah. I loved I loved this ending because like normally in this kind of movie like you would have the scene with the father and like it would have been maybe revealed earlier that he died and you'd have the scene with the father and he'd be like no you just can't get revenge you know like that's not how you want to live your life but instead it's like no I killed him she comes back and then you know what would normally happen would be like the hero like refuses to kill the bad guy but the bad guy like causes their own demise you know but instead she just fucking kills this guy out of revenge and it's like hell yeah she killed that guy and i loved it (laughs) i just love that uh they didn't do that (laughs) because it's you see it in every movie i like that it's just like yeah no she just fucking killed the bad guy because he killed her dad She got revenge. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I ain't yeah. mad at that at all. Good for you, Laura. Um, good for you, Laura. Uh, all right, so the movie is, is pretty much done. Back at home, Henry the butler, or I'm sorry, Hillary the butler, um, drops his plate when he sees Laura in a dress. And I don't blame him, because she looks real oh, tired yeah, as fuck. They, they have established this whole movie like, she's not ladylike. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the movie. She goes and, and pays respects at her dad's tomb, and that's it. That's all. Well, she comes she back. Done. Oh, I, I love the ending because it's so it's like a hot ending too. Because they're like, yeah, we reprogrammed the robot or whatever, and then like Hillary, I feel like opens up like he has something. Maybe it's like a fancy platter or something with the guns on him. Like here you go, <laughs> and so it's like. Back to action, you know. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, I feel like, you know, I feel like this was a movie that would have crashed and burned um, a horrible, horrible death if it had had different actors or less committed actors in that role. Um, but man, the the people in this movie, Angelina Jolie, Ian Glenn, they brought it. They brought it in this movie, and they made it way better than it had any yeah. right to be. Yeah, it was. A lot of fun and sh- like we I mean we could have watched it and like gotten some of the details right but <laughs> I was just having a good time that I wasn't really considering yep you know so there's there's a lot of stuff that we probably fudged where it's like if you are a keen-eyed watcher you could actually know all these details if they actually exist but this movie is just a fun time so it's like I just approached it with no sort of like gotta remember every bit in detail with it it was just like a lot of fun to watch yep i thought it was awesome and the fun doesn't stop after the credits are rolling dude there's where's my head at there's elevation there's bangers yeah. in this in these credits I was it's awesome wondering if um maybe we could do like i'm saying like maybe we could do a mini review of this youtube music video if you want you want to watch it right that. now and then give our take on it real quick since it, it it's kind of a short episode anyway. Like once we take the. All right. Um, OK, so 
we just we just watched the uh, the Elevation Tomb Raider YouTube music video, and it is absolutely it was not incredible. what I expected. You uh, know, like no. a lot of times these type of music videos, some some of them are good, but a lot of times it's just like like I think of uh, some of the Resident Evil ones we've seen where it's just like here's the band playing, and then we cut in some footage of the movie, and it's pretty weak. But this was like. You can tell you two, you can tell Bono and The Edge. Uh, they no, they, they were going to settle. Like, they definitely had seen the movie, or at least asked what it was about, and developed their own premise <laughs> for the video of like, what would it be like if we had this weird MacGuffin that could control time, and also we were superheroes, and also like elephants and giraffes were walking around the city it's it's truly you truly have to just see it because there are the guys from splinter cell oh yeah in there with their little goggles evil bono evil bono doesn't appear i don't think but Uh, evil bono no i think i think what it was is he went hello this is evil comma oh this is evil like the guy's name yes his name was evil like like the wrestler yeah I appreciate that. Yeah. So evil was in this video, but but we they didn't even see gave, him. Maybe in the sequel, so like Bono and the Edge got featured big time. But they even gave uh, Adam Clayton and Larry Mullen Jr. A, like a little bit of thing where like one of them's driving around. Like there's a chase scene with them or something. So like even they get a even they got a little feature. You can't say the Bono and Bono and the Edge are that greedy, you know, when it comes to screen time. Though they got a lot of it. Uh, well, I mean, as they should. <laughs> the be- actually, the best you know. part. Um, was they were making it seem like the edge was on the journey with Laura Croft and they kept like editing him, him into scenes from the movie. <laughs> and that was really funny. Like you can tell that they have like a sense of humor about it and stuff too. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, this was awesome. And I want to see this lore explored more. Like I want you two elevation tomb Raider cut two. Yeah. And then I want three. You know, like I want, I want to see where we go next. Like, where was that plane going? Who was creating there those was gusts? A plane. Yeah. Where did the elephants yeah, they come took from? The elevation theme very far. Yeah, I feel like if you put them to it, like, look, guys, it's twenty years later. In it, next year is the twentieth anniversary of the U two elevation Tomb Raider mix music video. We need you to return and tell us where else can you go. I think I think they could come up with something cool. I would love that. This was an awesome video. It's an awesome song. It, it, it actually might be my favorite U2 song. I was about to say that, and then I stopped myself, and I was like, oh, I know it probably is. So, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. I'll That's my favorite too. U2 I mean, song. I love their kind of classic stuff, but none of them, like, bang this hard. You know what I mean? Like, I like the other ones because they're, like, nice and emotional songs, but I like this one because it's just, like, it, it makes me want to raid some tombs. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, that's got <laughs> no, nothing. nothing. On Sunday, man. bloody Sunday. Who <laughs> cares? Uh, yeah, if you haven't watched this video by now, do yourself a favor and uh, go check that out. And also, if you haven't checked us out over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash virtual. You can theater, watch it with us. Uh, make sure you do so because. <laughs> We yeah, we live reacted to this video. So I mean, I'll even count you down. You can watch it with us. It's it's truly a site that is uh on another plane, <laughs> yeah. let's just say. All right, let's finish up this movie here. 
Um, did really well at the box office, made 275 million bucks, which seems like nothing like by today's, you know, comparisons, um, had a budget of 150 million. So, you know, we know that it obviously did well enough to get a sequel, but people hated this movie. It has 21% on Rotten Tomatoes, 47% audience score. IGN gave it a zero really? out of 10. That that shocks me. Like, it, So get this. So like IGN gave it a zero and Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. So like, what is going yeah, on here? See, that's what I'm saying. Roger Ebert, like king shit right there. That's he knows, he knows his stuff. I just like. Uh, I don't know. Like, how could you not enjoy this movie? Like, I'll tell you how you cannot enjoy this movie. You go in expecting something that it never was going to be. And that's like this high art video game adaptation. Like, I, I just feel like if you're at IGN reviewing movies, it's like, like, what do you think a Tomb Raider is movie is going to be? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this was everything I thought a Tomb Raider movie should be. I would actually be. point people to Roger Ebert's review of this because it's so when you read it, it's so on point. Like, did, did you get a quote from that? Because the opening line is amazing. Uh, no, I, I just saw his score and he was says, befuddled. Laura Croft Tomb Raider elevates goofiness to an art form. Here's a movie so monumentally silly, yet so wondrous to look at, that only a churl could find fault. <laughs> I he hits the nail on the good man. I actually like good that he word. says. I I don't want to read the whole thing, but I like that he immediately in his next paragraph goes. And please don't tell me it makes no sense. <laughs> the last thing I want to see is a sensible movie about how the Illuminati will reunite halves of the severed triangle in order to control time in the ruins of an ancient city that exactly. once arose in the meteor center. If and a big if, the clue of the all saint. This is one sentence. <laughs> what yeah like that's that's the best uh description of this movie is that it's it is silly but wondrous it's even, fun you know yeah uh, so even the critic consensus for this is quote angelina jolie is perfect for the role of laura croft but even she can't save the movie from a senseless plot and action sequence with no emotional impact i like 100 percent disagree she's perfect for the role of laura croft and that elevates it beyond basically everything else that that is going on yeah yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this is one of the this is one of the best movies we covered. I would say, I for, I already forgot what IGN said about it, but I just like this is one of those cases. Care. Have you ever heard someone say like, "Come on, take the win," you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. This isn't the this yeah. isn't like the best. It's not Indiana Jones, but like, just take the W, man. Like, we won. We got a good video game movie. Yeah. It it made money. It had a megastar attached to it. It, it I'm really like kind of um, on like a broader spectrum here. This was like one of the first blockbuster movies that had like a female lead, if I'm not mistaken. Probably like like I I can't think of of any like you had Alien, I guess, but that wasn't like a blockbuster. Yeah. in the same sense. Was no, it? It, well, it's the first kind that's like uh like action based too. Well, I get the Aliens or whatever. So that that was definitely more of a blockbuster, you know, or you had yeah. So maybe Alien, yeah. notwithstanding, like definitely in, Terminator in our 2 era, like has it. But yeah, this of of like that era, you know, I I guess. But like Terminator was Arnie's movie, you know, like that that was Arnie's movie. Like this is Angelina Jolie's movie. Like I feel like, like this kind of yeah. Again, they um, position her like the female Bond. You know what I mean? And 
and like they yeah. again and they they invert a lot of the stuff like you have daniel craig there as like the male eye candy you know and it's just like i you know obviously she is too but that's always how bond is too so like i i like that that it's like like she's sexy and it is like a lot of times they're like look at her boobs man but like but then a lot of times it's like yeah but she's like cool and and confident and like you know not like none of the characters in this i would say are great characters but you know it's it, she's given as much respect as like anyone in the movie is so and and they try they oh, try yeah. you know so yeah i think it's i think this movie's sick <laughs> You know what? You know what makes Laura so hot in this movie, and I, I going all the way back to the beginning. It's not. It's not necessarily even just her looks, although obviously she's like, you know, super attractive. But like, it's it's everything else. It's like her swagger, the way the movie shows that like she's smart, she kicks ass. She's like she's all these like sly and and confident kind of like she, she's the whole package like wrapped into one. You know, and it's like, um. I, I feel like this was kind of it was almost bigger than a video game movie because like before, you know, before this, you didn't like you. Yeah, you had Sarah Connor in, in T2, but like you also had to have Arnie there to kind of back that up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally. Yeah, I, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. So there you go. I, here's a question for you. Goo. So do you think that this movie kind of hurt or helped the reputation of video game movies at the time? Because on one hand, we have it making money, making a megastar at Evangelina Jolie and, you know, kind of empowering that that female lead. But then on the other hand, you have like like these awful reviews from from people at, at IGN and stuff like that. You have fanboys bitching about it. Like, um, do you think that this kind of like what do you think this did for the reputation of video game movies, which was still very much in the gutter i mean i guess it continued that it's like these can make a bunch of money so they're not gonna stop you know um but like i don't know i'm not convinced anymore i think one thing the show has done to me over time is like totally dispel this idea that like the movies themselves like half of the time i think like the discussion about what's wrong with the movies is wrong sometimes it's right but then half the time i think like the movies themselves aren't what's hurting the reputation and that it's all just kind of like, you know, like marketing almost, you know, like, cause some of these, some of these movies are like just as okay as like, um, like X-Men or something like that, you know, like it, I mean, maybe not quite as good, but you know what I mean? It's like, they're fun action movies and stuff like that and i think they just maybe got got kind of a reputation and it's not always like oh because it didn't stick to its source and it pissed off his fans or it's not oh because it was like really low budget and bad you know to me this movie does it all it's like it's right. faithful to its source like it should theoretically please the fans like like i don't know what's totally wrong with it other than like maybe just people weren't at really ready to accept yet like a video game movie or something. I mean, it's not like, again, it's not an amazing movie, but it's, it's like a, del- again, a delightfully fun. silly, fun, cool movie, you know? Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Um, all right, let's, it's a formality at this point, but thumbs up, thumbs this is, down. This baby. is a strong thumbs up. This is in the top uh, three 
video game movies that we've covered, I think, for me. Yeah, this is a big, big thumbs up. I, I would I would literally put this movie up there with like Mario, Street Fighter, um and some of like the other classics that we've watched on this yeah. podcast before. Yeah, like I, my number one still is uh, is probably Mario, but this is yeah, this is a strong contender. It's solidly it's like solidly in the top five and it's probably top three. There you go. Um, yeah, Tomb Raider, man. This is I'm I am like stoked to watch the sequel because I I'm not expecting it to be as good, but if it's even like somewhat as good, I think that it's still going to be a lot of fun. So we'll have to get that on the poll um, sooner rather than later. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, gotta get that on the poll. Well, speaking of the poll, we have our third ever bold poll for you guys of course you know what we're all about here at virtual theater we let you determine what movie we are going to be covering next um man last poll final fantasy spirits within narrowly like narrowly beat halo which i was not expecting i was expecting resident evil to put up a good fight um but i wasn't expecting halo to be such a contender <laughs> yeah um halo is a big franchise though so Good for it, I guess. I, uh, that means uh, yeah. we're probably going to watch it sometime soon. Yeah. You know, Spirits Within is kind of in that same Tomb Raider kind of category where it's like a big movie. It feels like we sh- like feels like we probably should have covered it forever ago. If it's been on the poll a couple times, but it finally won. And we're finally going to be diving deep into the Spirits Within. So I'm actually really excited for that one because I haven't. Man, I haven't watched it since it came out. I, I, like, I have no idea what it's, and it's about. Got, it's got such a, yeah, a storied history so it'll be cool to dive into that a little bit we will uh and we'll be doing that next time that we're back of course uh let's get to the bowl poll though you can head on over to twitter at virtual theater x and cast your vote by the time that you're done listening to this episode the poll should be up um without further ado goo let's uh get into our poll options here uh poll option number one blood rain i'm kind of hoping low-key that this wins because this is, I, I feel like this is just going to be like such an egregiously TNA movie yeah. that I just want to see how offensively bad yeah. it is, you know? I, I'm hoping just because so far we've gone chronologically with our boy. And so I want to, and like, you know, when, part of what was interesting about uh, uh, Alone in the Dark was like thinking about it f- as a follow up to House of the Dead, you know? And so I'm, you know, I, I like seeing, I'm liking seeing this, like, I don't even know what you would call it, like change in what he was trying to do. If he was even thinking that hard about it, but yeah, I want to see this one. <laughs> uh, we should point out as well that virtual theater legend, Michelle Rodriguez is in Hell Blood Rain. Yeah. So if that's not enough to sell you, I don't know what is. This movie has a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's, it has way, to be yeah, good, it's right? It's way up our alley. Though, I don't know. Alone, I mean, Alone <laughs> in the Dark was such a letdown, remember? Oh. Yeah, that's true. That movie was... That movie was yeah. like the drizzling shits. That was awful. Um, but let's go over to our second poll option, which hopefully is going to be just a little bit better. This one has 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Postal. Goo, do you know anything about um, this movie? I know it's supposed to be like a, you know satirical about like 
the the Bush era and like like Osama bin Laden's in it and you know it's it's like meant to be intentionally like provocative. I know Vern Troyer is in it. Um yeah, I've heard I've heard some people say it's good and then I've heard other people say it's like the worst most offensive thing ever made. So is is this even yes, a video game movie? It is. <laughs> based on the game postal (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh okay Uh, which there you go Uh, so yeah that's poll option number two Uh, let's go over to poll option number three (laughs) in the name of the king this is a stay them action flick so this might be that is way up my alley I think I think Jason Statham is one of our great modern action stars and so um, it would be interesting to see him in an Uwe Boll movie uh, you know the the second or the main female um, actress in this movie, Kristana uh, Loken, is the uh, is who plays Bloodrain in that movie. So you can see mm. you can see her in two of our I four like pull that options. Uve even gets kind of his own like unit. I think Clint Howard, who is like Baelish in House of the Dead, shows up in some of the non-video game uve bowl movies too so i I like that he actually gets some people to like agree to work with him again that's nice well we'll see uh how that one could go i think that 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 this one has the potential to be the best yeah i don't know why but i i i've heard good things date our buddy david likes it you know statham kind of does his own thing in most of his movies so like you know, you kind of know what you get in a state of the movie, so I'm I'm thinking that, you know, Uve can't infect it that much. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Or maybe he can, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Alright, poll option number four, Far Cry. And I think that this has been on the, the poll before and it lost, but... Uh, this no one ever is... talks about this one. Yeah, this is a... Uh, it's not even on Rotten Tomato. It's got 1.2 out of 5 on something called Allocine? I don't even know what that Hopefully is. Hopefully we so. can find a way to uh, this watch looks this. Like, I don't, it's, it's starting to sound like, does this exist somewhere? <laughs> we'll figure it out. I don't know. It, it's, uh, I mean, if we, can watch, if we can watch the Animal Crossing movie, we can definitely watch the, the Far Cry movie. But, um, you know, this one, this one seems like it, uh, it might be a German-only movie. I'm not really <laughs> sure what's going um. on here. But that's, that's poll option number four. I don't know. This this isn't going to win anyways. I think yeah, we're, we we're just fine. had to have a bowl video. I think that th- this is the least interesting one. Honestly, yeah. it, it, in the future for bowl polls, we should just start including his more notable non-video game movies because some of them sound like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I agree with I, that. Uh, I was thinking that as we were reading about Postal, I was like, okay, this this is kind of cool. Yeah, Postal, or, well, I guess that is one, but, like, Assault on Wall Street sounds sick. <laughs> um, yeah, we should we should do a Paul poll and have, like, Event Horizon and AVP. Man, yeah. God, there, there's some, like... There's some like certified bangers in the in the PWS yeah. poll. I feel yeah, like yeah, there's a lot of potential. Oh yeah. All right. Well, there you go. The poll for next week uh, is going to be as follows: poll option number one, Blood Rain. Poll option number two, Postal. Poll option number three, In the Name of the King. Poll option number four, Far Cry. Go vote on the third ever bull poll, and uh, you know you can pick your poison, as it were. 
hell yeah it's gonna be a good time <laughs> yeah well we hope that you guys had a good time listening to us dissect tomb raider um of course we want you to check out uh virtual theater over on twitter at virtual theater x you can check me out at spateri 316 and gooey out at gooey fame while you're there cruise on over to soundcloud and itunes and spotify you know the drill wherever you get your podcasts like and subscribe and uh check us out over on patreon patreon.com forward slash virtual theater we uh we're we're still going strong with the legend of zelda cartoon bonus shows so um you know if you want to get your your excuse me princesses on make sure that you check that out for uh for only a couple bucks a month so yeah that's that's it that's all i feel like we feel like we talked uh at length about tomb raider and got every little bit of conversation we could yeah this we movie. proved it's amazing <laughs> there you go if you haven't seen this in a long time go watch it Angelina Jolie. Roll Tide. <laughs> That's all. We'll end on that. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>